0: Hi, welcome back to Blue Citron, and I've got Tari here. Welcome back, Tari. Welcome, welcome. How are you today?
1: Hey, uh, good to be back on your on your on your pod. Uh, yeah. you, you refer to it as a podcast, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. Good to be back on your pod slash channel. Um, yeah, and we're looking forward to chatting.
0: Fantastic, fantastic. So the last time we had conversations around, you know. Um, Africa, you know the youths in Africa, energy poverty in Africa, and so much more. But uh, today, I, I I want us to zone in a little bit uh, on energy poverty still, uh, energy transition, which is a topic everyone has been talking about, and most importantly, within the context of this too, which way for Africa? And uh, yeah, hi everyone again. Welcome back to our listeners. Uh, my name is Bimbola, as you already know, or Bim, depending on what you fancy to call me. And uh, yeah, welcome back to Blue Citron, essentially. So Tare, let's mm-hmm. talk. Which way for Africa? What's what's going on? Energy transition, energy poverty. Yeah. How are we marrying these two together?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, a very, um, uh, I think a very, a challenging topic, I think, uh, generally, because because how much you know, how much things are going on. So I think because we we I guess this is more for conversation. So in my mind, we're looking more at what are the themes. It, it's a, it's a makes it a bit easier if we think of things in the themes of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And I think the main theme that's emerged now because we've kind of touched we, in our earlier conversation. Um, uh, I think was it earlier this year or last year.
0: It was last year, uh, had, yeah.
1: It was not oh, our time is moving.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah.
1: yeah. It was, uh, you know, we had, we talked about some of the stuff that we know we think can happen that would help the the, 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 the continent, uh, you know, bridge this gap. Uh, we talked about things like, you know, using natural gas, uh, trying to catch up on, um, you know, on our contribution to emissions. Uh mm-hmm. As a, as, a, as a continent given that we, we still need to some way to industrialization for many countries that are coming yeah. off the bases. Yeah. So, so, you know, things that are like natural gas are still quite you know favorable for the mix that the continent needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think the interesting themes that have developed since then, uh, I, I think the two main ones we can talk about now are obviously what's happening in Russia Ukraine because yes. in a way, we've exposed some of the things that I was talking about, and COVID in itself, right? Because uh, one of the challenges COVID has presented, just in terms of uh, the energy discussion, is that it has there's almost like um, you know, there's a, there's a worry about how much con- how much globalization has caused concentration of certain activities, and Russia-Ukraine also provides a similar sort of backdrop, right? To say, you know, the, the mess that's happened in the supply chains due to COVID has caused, for example, you to find out that, oh, there's maybe half the plastic in the world comes from a certain place or half the, um, uh, the chips come from a certain company in Taiwan, you know, so all these things. So I think as a, as a continent that's in this journey to decent, to sort of... Uh, growing from this industrial base that we need, it's an interesting thing to see that, you know, how do we actually learn from what we are seeing today, right? How do we learn from seeing that, you know, you want to grow, but there's a certain concentration that then creates a bit of a challenge. It's, a, it's, a, it's quite an interesting time, to be
0: fair. Yeah, because,
1: yeah, yeah it's, it's quite interesting because there's a possibility that globalization might reverse or not be as extreme as it used to be because... You know, some of the risks have been seen. And also I think even the political climate is sort of making people look back and be like, oh, should we actually be not outsourcing every single import, right? Should we be making this ourselves? So it's an interesting question for Africa because should we also now be looking at making some of our own things like what's happening in some countries? Uh, and not necessarily offshoring every single thing, but the problem is I or the challenge is rather is it always takes a lot of investment. I think that's always the the catch.
0: Yeah, but you you see, you say that, um, um, yeah, investment number one is super important, Uh, um, uh, but the globalisation aspects, I think globalisation is great, but actually, Mm. globalisation is key, Mm. you know, because you have to start thinking uh, of how you need to make things happen for yourself, how to create things for yourself, you know, so as not to end up relying on your next door neighbor, so to speak, you know, in parentheses, right? So, yeah. And there's nothing wrong in relying. Well, maybe not relying, but there's nothing wrong in in having um, relationships, in having bilateral relationships, and that, that's how that's how countries grow. That's how we grow as people, yeah. and all of that, and that's how we advance. However, I don't think any nation should then. Um, uh, basically put all your reliance on, on something. Okay, let us let, let me use Nigeria as an example, right? How uh-uh. can a country that has been producing oil for donkey years, excuse my French, <laughs> and, uh-huh. and um, refinery situation is a big problem. Yes, the Dangote refinery is coming up and all of that, but how for all these years, would you have to think about taking your crude out to refine in another country? In another continent, and then bring it back to be sold to you. So that's this sort of problems, of course, needs to be tackled into or, or, or tackled on rather, and um, and a solution needs to be preferred. Also, also that said, in terms of globalization again, um, the reliance of the West. Relying on Russia's gas, for example, and we see what the Ukraine- Russia situation as uh, uh, imp- uh, the implication of that and 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 how, you know, I, d- I don't know if this is something that a lot of countries or a lot of companies, people are saying Africa should top it, uh, tap into into this. This is meant to be an opportunity. But we see some of these countries, maybe European countries or America, they're going to talk to the likes of Venezuela, which is great. I mean, you know, or talk to Iran, or talk to anyone else. Mm-hmm. But I know Italy is talking to Africa, literally trying to, you know, ensure security of supply. Yeah. I, I so basically, I've said a lot of things in the, you know, basically just chop them in bits and pieces. But I'm just trying to to put it back into your point of that globalization. Uh, matter and how there's uh, maybe like a little bit of challenge and I'm thinking localization you know global context but remembering to be localized in your ways in your activity in your view so that you're able not to be not to get pants you know cut pants down essentially you know when challenges arise I I don't know if you see what I mean you know Uh
1: uh, yeah, it, 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 and that's why it's a, it's, a, it's a balancing act, right? Because the reason why yeah, that reliance occurs is because the person, you know, there's a bit of geographic lottery that is at play. You, you can't do anything about that. If a country has mm-hmm. gas, it is bad, you yeah. don't. Yeah. Well, you can't, really, you know, of course, there are things now that are changing, like, you know, LNG is available to ship around. Yes. Um. But I think, as you're saying, right, we, we, we we need to sort in this new phase of Africa, we need to be just looking to say, how do we localize uh, the areas that are worth localizing, right? Because you don't need to necessarily localize everything. You know, yeah. and people still find it fascinating that, for example, we import toothpicks right or, uh, you that know,
0: is we, just insane
1: <laughs> you, have, you have those kind of dynamics but on the core things and we know for sure right energy is a very very core thing it's it's what will enable us to do what we need and yes. it's a good time for all this to be happening in the sense of technology i think we okay. even spoke about before we spoke about you know it used to be that you need a grid a solid grid going spanning across the country but now you have introductions of things like solar, rooftop solar for a house, which mm-hmm. means that you can actually implement solar at a local level, which is something that was just never there. And, and I think, you know, sometimes when I think about it, because I, I was recently involved in setting up a solar situation for for, 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 for some people at home. Okay. And I realized that, yeah, we really, I, I think we underestimate how powerful that invention is just mm-hmm. in terms of sustain, thing, right? Because... You know, and I always go back. Uh, I even had an, a a solar article I put up on the site on Future Watch that talks about this. Just it, it, the, the 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 level at which discovering solar is 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 uploaded as a discovery, we can call it, is to the extent that Albert Einstein, who we all know as this great scientist, and everyone, everybody, you know, acknowledges, yeah, you know, that he was a brilliant thinker. Uh, he's not prize is not actually for e equals mc squared relativity which is what everybody you know knows it for usually it tends yeah. to be that whether you're in science or not you, you kind of but his, his his nobel prize is actually for, for his work on the photovoltaic effect on discovering or not I maybe mean, let's not use the discover on on say deepening the understanding mm-hmm. of that you can make electricity from the sun it's a it's a very big deal so so to be able to do that means that some of the things that would have always limited us bridging the gap of energy are sort yeah. of slowly being removed. And so it means if that's possible, what can you actually do to manufacture the elements that go into this energy locally? Do you ah, have to always be importing yeah. panels? Do you always have to be importing uh, battery technology? Do you always have to be? So, and, and yeah, this is where we... I think we talked about this as well. Where, What are we doing to unlock that demographic dividend that we've got such big populations? And that's where that's the biggest asset of society has usually people right? because people come with ideas, people come with solutions. And Absolutely. they come with solutions that are based on their situation. Right? You don't necessarily always have to come up with a solution that is the same as the solution that works in Australia. You don't have to always come up with a solution that works in Japan. You know, have countries that are in completely different spaces. So, how do we do all this? And you know, so yeah, so I think I think that's the that's the view. And and as you're saying, like uh, you know, that term localization, where people, you know, and it's partly because of COVID as well, and partly and even more so, we see with Russia Ukraine that sometimes yes, you've got no choice but to rely on somebody for something because they're geographically blessed with the resource that makes that thing, you know, uh, you know be available. Uh, but you, you've got certain components and certain structures that you're, you can bring up. The only question is, where does the money come from yeah. uh, that's doing this because i think it does take money um and how the how is that played? does that become a private sector thing does it become a government thing is it a partnership thing how is that structured
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and i think the government they do have a lot of um work to do i don't, they have a lot of stake in ensuring you know investments opportunities are there for this sort of you know energy transition well I shouldn't say energy transition this this new energies solar essentially which is not new but it sort of falls on the new energies because we're talking about it now you know solar mm-hmm. hydro uh wind energy whichever one is applicable in the African context I think the government need to sit up and they need to start looking inwards and and you you mentioned something in terms of um You know, manufacturing, for example, solar solar panels. And that's that's really important because a lot of these things are still manufactured abroad. You know, China, for example. While the raw materials are mostly, maybe I shouldn't say mostly, but quite for batteries, at least, we know most of the raw materials, you know, is found or can be found in uh, in Congo, isn't it? So... But of course, these are also political things to to touch upon when we start looking at the human rights uh, issues that underpin some of those uh, areas and all of that. So it's
1: yeah.
0: when it comes to Africa, is always a is always a little bit of a tough one to <laughs> to, to iron out, you know.
1: And uh, yeah. yeah, and I, I think you you've got that dynamic as well that that you know and uh, we, 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 uh, we might have also discussed this before so forgive me if I'm re- repeating some points oh no
0: it's absolutely fine you know, go the, for the, it
1: <laughs> the issue of not of of not being a unified market and and I think that, that is and potentially the hope is that it's an issue of time it's not an issue of you can't it's an issue of that because if you well, but sorry
0: sorry Ta- tar- tar- let me just interrupt you there the unified market thing isn't that the, the recent uh, AF- Afta or how do you pronounce it the Afca yes, yes. or something? I, I, yeah, I, I,
1: yes, yes. No, it's there. it's there. It's just that it it has to gain traction it, for for a unification agreement. It's still very very new. I think it started was it first was it 2020, first of January twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. So it's still quite new. It's 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 just that it needs to start getting that traction. So which is what I'm saying. We're sort of still early in that journey to unify the market, but to unify it in a, in a, in a in a, in a, in a what I would say, implementable way, where the fact that extra is there mm-hmm. should not be something that is known by people in the trade business, you know what I mean? As in, it, it's, yeah. it, it's, 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 it's still, you know, of course, okay, I, 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 we can use the EU as an example, but mm-hmm. that's a problem, you know, they've had, let's call it 500 years, of process to get to that yeah. sort of structure, yeah. but ultimately, it's a situation where the context that the EU is a unified market is not a mystery. Even the average citizen knows that mm-hmm. the, the EU is a market. You know what I mean? Whereas, ACTA is something that is still almost like an academic discussion. Uh, Gosh, it comes yeah. up maybe if it's if, you know professors know it, you know people in the trade industry know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe create certain opportunities, but. As somebody who's who's growing um, a, a particular type of plant or particular type of herb that is only accessible in a particular African geography, yeah. uh, doesn't know that. Like right? they don't know that they they do they can grow in Somalia and sell in Malawi. They can grow yeah. in Algeria and sell in Chad or wherever. Like uh, we can use many examples. So I think it still needs to get to that point where it's a policy that is sort of very, very public. Uh, that is very, very, that under, that is actually what underpins all the trade in a public manner. And we're not yet there because usually you've got a situation where you've got the policy, which is good, but mm-hmm. the applying foundation and socioeconomic or social-political discussions of each country are very different and they are different challenges. So Absolutely. you'll find that these elements might not really be getting discussed at that level where as I'm giving you this example, that the average citizen says that, okay, I can grow stuff or make something uh, transported by certain logistics to Malawi, you know, and that's where I'm hoping it goes, but I think it'll just be, you know, it'll be a matter of, you know, everybody's just popularizing that discussion um, and, and, and us transitioning from the low basis that we're at, which is, I suppose, what is usually kind of causes that, right? If you're a country coming from industrial, a very low industrial base, sometimes I guess, it may be challenging for these things to be, uh, to gain that sort of traction very early on. But for me, the fact that it's there is already such a big, big step. So very Yeah,
0: that's right. That's right, yeah, yeah. Terry, let me me ask you this question. what do you think would be the role? <clears throat> excuse, excuse me. What do you think would be the role of hydrogen in, 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 in Africa or sub-Saharan Africa? Actually, um, uh, I, I bet you know how big Namibia is going on that now. Knowing fully well, they've yeah. all, they also had this eleven billion barrels discovery. You know. Yeah. So, yeah. So
1: yeah so with hydrogen it's a bit of a challenge because you it's still early right it's early days it's, it's positive because mm-hmm. we know that it's 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 you know it's clean burning it's and i think you might have also seen there have been um anglo-american in south africa for example uh yeah. has really been going hard on this um hydrogen thing in fact, they released their first this week actually or not sorry last week they released their first fully hydrogen. Uh, it's this big, big truck. It's like a, I don't know if it's an excavator for the mine. I, you know, I'm not really in the oh. mining sector. I don't know what it is. Uh, but but I'll I'll, I'll try to send you a link to it. You can see All it. All right, for yourself. thank you. They, yeah. uh, show, they, they were even showcasing the driver, who's going to be the driver it, because he's going to be the first hydrogen truck operator. Um, Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll send you. It's yeah. quite a because it's you. It's, it's so big. <laughs> that truck itself is fully hydrogen. It's a, it's a, I don't know if you can call it a prototype or if it's actually already functioning, but I'll, I'll send you. But okay. the interesting thing about hydrogen is that there's still quite a journey for it to become uh, affordable uh, in terms of making it competitive in a way, mm-hmm. particularly if you consider how hydrogen today is made. So I think You know the issue, and the the main issue around hydrogen is actually how do you make it cleanly? So how do you make it in what they call green hydrogen? Because the hydrogen we make today, I think about ninety over ninety five percent of it is is um, gray gray
0: Gray
1: hydrogen, yeah, natural gas, yeah. So you're not actually making. Yeah, there's a lot of energy intensity, uh, carbon intensity going into making your hydrogen even though now you have hydrogen and then it burns cleanly. But mm-hmm. the idea is to go to this green hydrogen where you're using electrolysis yeah. uh, you, with renewable power, then making that your hydrogen. Yeah. But the economics of that are still obviously having to catch up to that idea. But, I, what, but actually, because you brought up Namibia, I wanted to bring up the second point, which is that one of the reasons Namibia is considered to be going for this is because you know one it's quite a sparsely populated country if you've seen That's on the right. map it's two million people it's quite huge big desert which means it's perfect for these kind of things you know yes. solar and then making using that solar to make green hydrogen but i think the big reason why they've also been uh, gone onto the market is because it's going to be a for export market and i think countries like germany and you know germany and namibia have a, have a, have a, have a history. Yes. Uh, so so it's an it's sort of the diplomatic ties there. Germany needs the, the hydrogen desperately because part of their journey towards the twenty fifty
0: agenda uh, zero. Yes.
1: Yeah. And it also even feeds into the political agenda, which is to re, reduce reliance on Russia, uh, yeah. you know, until you're whichever way it goes. Yeah. But I think what what that the reason why, you know, for me, it's an important case study of this journey as well is that we also ideally wanna move away from that. Anything that we find and we have as a very favorable resource is always designed for export, you know what I mean? Because the, the, the real value in, so in saying finding gas, like the gas found in Mozambique, is not in exporting it to, you know, say Japan, that is the one that always needs uh, energy and gas, the value is in that if we could actually locally consume the gas
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, as part of, you know, as part of the energy, the actual energy mix, that yep. would, you know, allow so much more. But of course, it now requires the infrastructure, pipelines, uh, power plants, and the st- and the like. But I, you know, I sometimes I get concerned, and obviously, you know, the economic side of me knows that you know this is natural, right? You know, yeah, you for the we're <laughs> telling to someone. But sometimes, you know, I don't know, I'm quoting between two minds, so it's it's also a conflict for me. That
0: mm. is
1: then why do we why is it always that a, a, a finding a discovery or a project always has to go primarily towards being thought of as an exportable product. Exactly. Why, why, why I've, had we that, have
0: an, I've had that yeah. question in my mind severally as well. Knowing from the world there's so much room for consumption internally, I mean domestically. In the continent, yeah. you know.
1: Yeah, so it's a challenge because now you want to. Yes, it, it's it's far easier to find gas, make re-gasificate, or I mean liquefaction terminals mm-hmm. for LNG, which then sends it across the world, which is mm-hmm. fine. But the big, big prize is how do you actually reverse feed? How do you get that gas into your actual economy and make exactly. it something that uh, relies on? Of course, there's the danger and, and you know, the, the, the story around, uh, you know, investing in gas is a bit challenging because, you know, for well, especially well, right now, the prices are sky high given what's happening globally. Yep. Uh, but ultimately, there's the issue that you then need to actually have the infrastructure that makes it worth doing that. And people are scared to put down infrastructure when there's a concern about, you know, about this dynamic that... What if, you know, gas in 20 years' time, no one does gas anymore, right? What's going to happen? Should. But yeah. we know we're from a very, very low base. We yeah. know we've got, you know, quite a big population that's grown quite a lot. Yeah. Yes. So, in a way, you know, it's the, those are the cards we've been played. So, we kind of they need to make the optimal decision based on that. So, you know, we should be really prioritizing infrastructure. (laughs) So that's literally, I think, the conclusion of of everything that we kind of see today. Infrastructure should be the priority. That means that you're not always having to export the material. You can can actually have a consumption element to it. Um, And, you know, it will be infrastructure. It might even require subsidization of some kind but mm-hmm. you, know, you actually start using it for your energy mix locally rather than making it part of someone else's energy mix.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 it's quite a, it's quite an important one. And this is a question that I just keep asking myself over and over uh, again as well, you know, because the consumption is internal Um the numbers are there. The numbers are going to continue to skyrocket Um And what I mean by it's going to continue to skyrocket is, of course, with Africa, we do know um, if something is not done, I don't mean a a drastic measure, Mm -hmm. but in terms of people just need to be educated in so many ways with um, birth controls and things like that. Because if you're going to some some parts of selected countries, I would um, use Nigeria as an example again, just last year, uh, in the northern part of Nigeria, three to four million babies were born. Why? I'm not saying kids should not be born. Uh, No one should get me wrong. Mm. I mean, kids are a blessing and we love them. But why? It's, it's, Mm. uh, 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 you (laughs) (laughs) you, you know, there's already, there's already a lot of us and, um, and that's just again. That's just northern Nigeria. That's not even the entire country. And that's not even West Africa. That's not even so. So just to think about where other countries where more children are born day after day, year after year, and and then we have the problem of infrastructure, you know, electricity, energy poverty, which of course affects everyday life of everyone because that's that's just the economic empowerment because if there's no if 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 energy poverty persists that's just poverty essentially you know and 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 that goes back to the infrastructure you talk about infrastructure has to be put in place for things to work and then obviously invariably economic empowerment and and more education for people i suppose it's um it's a bit of a so, so, convoluted yeah, one yeah so you
1: know it's a, it's a, and, and the and the question with any of these things usually, right? Um, and and this is why I I find a lot of value in looking at history, so that like we we can, oh, of course history does not um,
0: always reflect the future, uh, but it's always yeah it
1: exactly. You know, people always say history history rhymes. It does not. Uh, what is it? It does not repeat or something like that. Uh, yeah. But you've got a situation where. When it comes to social economic dynamics, social political, social economic, what comes first, right? Do do does it does a society or a community go towards lower birth rates mm-hmm. because things change in the so so? For example, and and I'll, I'll, I might have to actually uh, qualify myself with studies or something, but I think one of the uh, schools of thought is naturally that. as a a country increases its middle class, which is sort of the natural outcome of improving standards, right, in terms of access to education, access to uh, sanitation, you know, not Mm -hmm. cooking on open fires, cooking using uh, clean power, electricity, solar, whichever way. Um, you A society then naturally progresses towards lower birth rates in general because of that dynamic so and and you know do we call that uh, 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 what can i call it uh, an education dynamic is it mm-hmm. is it just a change of life style you know because if you are coming from a, a, a format of life mm-hmm. where we were and maybe are still in large parts of of of, of, of africa maybe even southeast asia for example uh, subsistence, right? You are living yes. off the land. You are not your 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 production is not designed to be sent out uh, for trade. Mm-hmm. Your production is designed for consumption. Then mm-hmm. having a lot of children sometimes is a natural outcome of that because you are you require, you um, require you manpower. Yeah. yeah, you require manpower, and 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 also maybe you've got a dynamic where uh, women are. are, are are having children early in their lives and having, you know, a lot of children uh, because they are not in the education system or they are not in the work system. So in a way, right, the question is what happens first? Do you first get that thing where you've got your, you know, you find yourself at a point where you've got what we are calling this demographic dividend, right? You've got the the big youth population, which means you're gonna have a big working age population at some point in the future, very soon actually. Uh, maybe it's not now even, but it will get more and more because, our, you know, we've seen our population pyramid. It's, it's a proper pyramid. So the question yeah. is, these <laughs> people move into being workers and being available to work and being available to be entrepreneurs and bring ideas, mm-hmm. how does that naturally cause a de- decline in birth rates? Because, you know, we've got women in the workplace. We've got women entrepreneurs that are free to do that. We've got... Uh, you know, people having access to sanitation. People having access to um, to people moving away from subsistence, moving towards service or, and trade. You know, mm-hmm. so 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 I think you know, and this is why we always uh, discuss you know when we've had these conversations that yeah. you know energy provision and dispensing mm-hmm. is like at the core of everything because it is, if it somebody is. still can't access uh, clean cooking, if somebody still can't access um, mm-hmm. uh, can't access clean water,
0: mm-hmm. you know
1: if somebody you know has to use candles, how do we expect them to move in that you know in that so- socioeconomic dynamic right? And and it's a it's a it's a you know I think we can even go long on this conversation because it's not necessarily to say some of these things are always necessarily you know technology gotcha. itself yeah. so you're not yeah. always necessarily there are things of uh, the way of life we 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 have we, known historically were, mm-hmm. were good in a way if you think about it in terms of culturally in terms of the society you know you know this concept of Ubuntu which is a, a I don't mm-hmm. know what it if there's an equivalent name for it uh, in Nigeria, for example, but you know that concept that you know, as a society, we're here to look after each other. We are not, yeah. you know, you know, we are not here for our own personal gain necessarily. As a society, yeah. we do better when we actually cooperate and strive towards certain things together. You together, know, taking care of each other. Yeah. But yeah. but you know, some some discussions around what's happened historically with tech with capitalism you know is that it complicates that the, 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 that behavior right okay. but ultimately we we you know we do want everyone to have clean water we do want everyone to you know to for infant mortality to be low uh, yeah. or, or childbirth gets to be low you know so it's a journey um, and energy for me is is one of the big core elements of that to be honest
0: so, Tari, uh, one mm-hmm. question: How is this going to be solved? Uh, when I say how is this going to be solved, how uh, it sounds like a rhetoric question, but I I know it's not. How do we put an end, at least, work towards an end <laughs> to energy poverty
1: <laughs> so, in sub-Saharan yeah, so.
0: Africa, especially? How how do we walk towards it? How how how? And, so- I mean it could, it could be education could be I don't know there's got to be something there's got to be something right
1: it's a in my opinion like I'm saying I'm not you know I'm not an authority I'm just this is my thoughts my my, my opinion mm. it's, it's one of those things that like much much like any journey countries and even you as an individual walk many things have to happen not mm. one thing has Right, so you know you can be from a good family, but um, certain things happen and that changes everything, right? You can go to a good school and you meet the wrong friends. You can, you know, there's so many Mm life things, right? Yeah. So, in my opinion, is that many things have to happen, many, Mm -hmm. many, many cables have to be pulled that make it happen. So Mm -hmm. the question is, do we have people? And, um, you know, the human resource that can bring that together, that pulls each direction of the fight together. So when we're saying that, we're saying there are certain things that confluence that just happened, you know, you that land on your lap as a country, as a person that change your course, right? So each of those things at each of those hurdles, what we are hoping is that we are putting in place the right level of discussion, the right exposure, the right... Um, uh, diplomacy the right science everything mm. that yep. allows us to and you'll see at the core of a lot of these things is the human capital is the people is.
0: yeah
1: the, the people are the ones who are you know in some areas forming um doing activism because they 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 are saying no uh, you know cop 26 must go this way so mm. you've got the activism right like, You've got the people doing the, the work on the science, right? You've got the people doing the work on the on, on say the trade agreement, like the EFTA thing we we're talking about. You've yeah. got the people learning in the US in, in Europe in, in high quality uh, universities saying how what I've learned here, how can I take it back? How
0: can I implement, I implement it? it? Yeah.
1: yeah. And, I, and some people are saying, How do I get the politicians here who's like not versed in this stuff, right? Um, you know, the, the, the coordination required so it's it's almost like a coordinated effort so and of course we've got the technology side which we sort of touched on to say technology has also allowed certain things to be possible so how do we take it so it's almost like a, it's like a jigsaw puzzle and 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 unfortunately uh, unfortunately I don't know how we can put it
0: hmm. in the
1: context of Africa as Africa is today it's a young continent in it in, in, that context, in the context of that, uh with the history is what it is you know it's, it's a fact what's happened has happened you've you know colonization will have happened uh certain issues will have happened uh climates will have you know done what they've done to the continent you know because yep, for yeah. example maybe the desert at some point it wasn't a desert right so
0: yeah yeah
1: because yeah. this is journey and, and we are at this particular juncture where mm-hmm. maybe the oldest in and I'm saying oldest in parentheses as well the oldest African countries, maybe let's say like from 1960, right? So, so we, I think we have to just acknowledge sometimes that we're a new continent <laughs> in, the, in the context mm-hmm. of things, a lot of the things that are natural to what we're doing uh, today. You know, the, yeah, the, the yeah. freedom to move around, the freedoms not to be uh, oppressed in certain ways, though, of course, you, you oppression never really goes away. Like mm-hmm. it might go physically, but it, it takes a new form. Maybe in terms of economic power and etc. So, so for me, you're kind of on this journey where, in this new dispensation or time where we are as at today, yeah. What, what, what are the advantages that we have? What are the things that need to be challenged? And what role can each person play? Play absolutely invested in making things better. I think that's sort of, yeah. So it's not the best answer because it's a very difficult thing to answer, right? Uh, because yeah, I you agree. The idea, then you know, you take it to politics and immediately, and, and, and you know how it is. Uh, and, and I don't know what your experience is of this, but one of the challenges, you know, I've frequently heard, uh, even discussing with other people who, uh, who, who have the continent's interest at heart, is mm-hmm. that no one wants to be in politics where some of these court decisions are then required to be made because they've seen what the politics is like but they 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 have some of their part of building the peace or solution so it's almost like we almost need that fortune which other Mm. continents as well historically when you Mm. go back 500 years to be fortunate that maybe there's a person who's in power who thinks this way, uh, you know, so, so like I'm saying, much like in your, your own human life, there's a mixture sometimes of a bit of luck in terms yeah. of the moment that's there, all right, yeah. this is what actually, you know, the, 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 circumstances when that luck lands on your lap. you know.
0: Yeah, 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 interesting, interesting, I feel we have, um, I don't want to say we have a long way to go. But also, um, we have okay. Let me put it this way: Africa, yes, it's a young continent. Post colonization, of course, it's yeah. uh, it's an ancient continent. Pre colonization, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But post colonization, yes, it, it is a young continent, and there's a lot to do and a lot to fix. And also, it also has the youngest people. Um, yeah you know, average age is about 18 or so and all of that. And it has the smartest of the smartest. I have seen that. Um, of course, I, I mean, I'm not going to say all the continents don't have the, the smartest of the smartest and the best of the best, but the African youth, they are quite smart. And they, they they just get up and get on doing things. It's just that enabling environment that is required. And this is where, you know, the government steps in. And hopefully... The government can do what is really, really expected of them to do as opposed to doing what is not expected them to, of them to do, which is, mm. you know, doing nothing or basically sabotaging the future of their own youths out of their own country, you know. So, yeah, mm. and, 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 and with it. a lot of brilliant youths out there, you know, they're creating things technology wise, entertainment and all of that, you know, and, and. And these people are paying taxes. At least those that are of the age to pay tax, and you know they're paying taxes. What is the government using the money to do? Are they using it to improve the country? You know, and all of that. It's it's a convoluted one, really, and um, it requires yeah. um, you know clarity from each and everyone. And as you say, Ubuntu. You know, have to look at the collective of all. You know, the the, the benefits of the collective. Essentially. Um, yeah, in Nigeria it means different things. It all depends on what language. <laughs> in uh-huh. my language in Yoruba, it would be like tu, tu one, two to one you know, like okay, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's for us by us, you know, and to look after us essentially. Yeah. So or auto you know, take care of yours or something, something like that. So yeah, it's um I yeah, no, it's,
1: it's, it's, yeah. There's a there's a big challenge in the sense that. You know, it's it's it's, it's also what is so interesting to realize is that you know that as a government, for example, if you're a government, you know. So if you've got any listeners that are in government, uh, government is a very difficult job. I think it, it maybe it's also a realization for myself because right. yeah, government is always this thing that we talk about. Ah, can the government do this? Why does the government do this? The government is corrupt. The government is you know there's always oh. something. Mm, but mm. The, even in a normal functioning, so like, uh, uh, or a highly functioning uh, society, of yeah. in the sense of they've got a strong institution framework yeah. and strong governance and strong accountability. Yeah, governing is very difficult because you are coordinating so so much. You see, so so not to say other companies haven't easy, right? If you are um, a tech company. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, an FMCG company, a clothes company, mm-hmm. but your 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 there's there's complexity without a doubt. You've got a supply chain. You've got you have to do research. You have to find out customers. You know, uh, you have to look at customers' buying power. Mm-hmm. But the job of a government is very difficult because you you what you're trying to do is coordinate so you know the public provision of services, which means that you know you're having to. To to coordinate accountability, having to coordinate uh, all forms of policy uh, across yes. everything, so yes. health, uh, you know, finance, uh, trade across everything. So it's almost like you know, it, it's it's almost like you've got individual companies within government. Mm. So it must mean that you cannot have people who don't have that big picture understanding. It's almost it's almost you shoot yourself in the foot. By doing mm, right, that in itself is a journey to get to that. But ultimately, you 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 want that trickle down and that enabling environment that happens uh, to 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 help with that. And I think that's where we are saying that's where the challenge is in the sense that when you are relatively young, some of setting up some of these things that help, especially setting them up in a capitalist world. So before, yeah. right, as you rightfully said, Africa is new as a as a post colonized continent. Yeah. Um, and but it's been, you know, origins of humankind ETC way before. Yeah. But we are in a time where the 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 way the world operates is in a new way. It's it's that's how we and, and and maybe it's in itself is 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 getting refined because we know if it's left to run an amok, right, there's certain things that happen. Uh, Uh, you've got the benefits but you've got the downsides that come with letting it you know operate fully fully so Mm -hmm. you've got a situation where in this new if we can call it in this new world yeah because effectively capitalism is also technically sort of new this is now where Africa is existing in this in this this kind of structure so it'll be interesting to see like you know how we can help navigate that but like I'm saying, history rhymes, it doesn't repeat, is when you look at history, you know, so much has happened and so much has happened that shows that sometimes when you're new in a new dispensation, some of these things are part and parcel of the mm-hmm. new learning process. You, you just have to learn. And some of the lessons are painful, <laughs> you know, uh, we've seen. Uh, and this is but this just happens to be the time where in if, if we were born, you know, if you and I had been born in the 1400s, I don't know. Yeah,
0: uh, that would have been different.
1: It, <laughs> times would be different. Maybe yeah. would we'll they need certain exposures to certain things. Yeah. Uh you know, I, I can't remember if it's the fourteenth or thirteenth century, you know, England was doing the Magna Carta where mm-hmm. they, were, they were forcing the, the where the king was being um, where basically the origins of the British Parliament uh, are moving away from full-on monarchy power and the king was beheaded, right? If you, like, after all these, some of these things, and you can't imagine that happening today. Right? Yes, that's, that's um, right, yeah. You know, so, 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 so every, there's always a journey aspects to how these things happen. And, as people in a way, we are, we are born in an era of when these things are happening, which are not out of control. Or let's say we can even give an example of uh, something I was thinking of at the time where somebody was saying, um, I, think, I think somebody was saying, hey, you know, obviously COVID times are hard, but um, I think somebody was referring to the 19, call it the early 1900s, right? Or that lead up to World War One. You've got people who went to World War One." uh i'm trying to remember the order of events uh but you know you, you can extend stand correct so there was world war one there was the spanish flu mm-hmm. there was uh there was the great depression in 1929 then there mm-hmm. was world war ii yeah. so so if you were a person who was born in that time in a western economy let's say um, and you were saying let's say you were 10 years old when all this started from the age of 10 to the age you were maybe 60, the world was in chaos. Mostly, was absolutely.
0: Right? Absolutely. And, so yeah. that,
1: and and maybe, you know, if, if somebody lived and died in that era, you know, and if we were to imagine that there's like a place where everybody arrives and has to like, you know, account for their life or, you know, just as an example, you've got a situation where that was the time you lived. That's that, you know, you can't change that. That's absolutely. what was happening around that time.
0: Around that time, so, yeah.
1: So the way I see it, for Africa to for us to for for us to sort of add value to this part of this journey because it's a journey, like we're saying, you yeah. and I might never live to see when you know things are, are the way they sh- you know we feel it they should, should
0: be. be, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. we can
1: participate in being part of that journey, just like every country and society has gone through a journey to get where it gets to, uh, and each thing is like a, a step, a ladder, in the you know, I think. Uh, and take advantage of what is happening during your time. You know, during some time, maybe there was the invention of ships. During some time, there was we found out that oh, it's germs that cause sickness, right? We didn't know that. You can imagine another big change. So that's why, like, <laughs> I, I, I I lean a lot on saying, what does history tell us about how yeah. these things happen?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Wow. Insightful stuff. Thank you, Tari thank you so so much honestly we could go on because this is a rather yeah. I mean, it's, not, it's not just a rather broad topic but it's a topic that also touches you know touches the heart touches the nerve because uh, you and i we're africans and we know how things are back home and um, yeah yeah there's 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 a learning curve um you know for 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 also and hopefully things mm. you know as you say you and i may not be here yeah, when 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 things needs to be the way we we all want them to be but at least you know we can contribute our own quota as to what we can do right here right now and that's and that's that's as much as we can do really you know thank you so much for it yeah. and
1: and just to and just to and and, and i guess Sarah, our conversation is a good example of that right because yeah it's think of you know you know you you know you're a Nigerian lady working in London. Uh, yeah. Able, us your your sentiments and uh, your ex- the experience you've had through your your roles and everything, uh, mm-hmm. and your passion. You know, using a phone and a, a microphone, and and that's all you needed. So so you know that sort of reach you know wasn't available before. Let alone yeah. of the gender dynamic the world would have been coming from. So, you know, it, it's 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 always a journey, um, but you being able to access that, uh, you know, we, we need to, I think we kind of need to be present in the moment we're in so that we understand, you know, what has happened to get us to this point. To this point, yes. to the abilities we have today in terms of improving the lives of uh, African uh, society, mm. um, like we 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 should do that. Also bearing in mind that we've we've actually we've come far. You know we've we've come a quite a long distance. It's just that I think because we are already looking at that end state and. You know, sometimes you, I, I think you've seen right, some of these before and after, you see a before and after of yeah. Dubai. Yeah. And you're like, man, why can't you do this? Or you see a before and after of, you know, of Singapore. I don't know. Yeah. So, so so you 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 always, you know, and maybe it's even a life thing, you always look with that pressure in mind where you're thinking, oh, maybe want to get to that end point. But I think let's not forget You know, how far things have come, they still need to go much, much further because, you know, know, given the size of the the population, you know, we are probably still in the minority, right? But we still want to actually, you know, get everybody to cross that bridge and it's a journey.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Uh, You know, let's be present in seeing what's there today, available to us today uh to 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 deliver some some sort of change or some sort of uh ideas from from other people
0: absolutely good thanks tare thank you for coming online again today and joining us in blue citron with your lovely lovely knowledge of of the world of africa of energy <laughs> thank uh, you thank you, <laughs> thank you for it cool. I appreciate That's it a- Sorry, say that again.
1: No, I'm saying yeah. Hopefully, we'll do another one, and maybe oh, we can even that's do for on, sure do future what is because I don't think we've actually had you. So we have a, <laughs> we
0: yeah. Future what needs to have me? Honestly, you guys need to invite me on future what. I am looking forward to it. whenever you're ready. Just let me know. But uh, yeah, thank you so much. So uh, before I say big thanks to our listeners, I would also like to uh, acknowledge uh, TouchBase Pro. Uh, a bulk email marketing uh, company based in South Africa. So if anyone that is on the line listening to us is looking to have a company that will support them with their email marketing, don't look for the Beyond TouchBase Pro. So they are the ones uh, that are also working with us at Blue Citron. Once again now, a huge thank you to all our listeners. We appreciate your time and we were just so Uh, Happy to have Tare back, um, you know, to deep dive again into, you know, which way for Africa in terms of energy transition and most importantly, energy poverty and how we can tackle these things and how we want to see Africa beyond what it is now. Of course, it is. It's growing. It's getting there. But we're also living in the moment while we are looking forward to what the future brings. Future starts from tomorrow, really. So, yeah, actually, future starts from the next second or the next minute. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much. Um, until next time, it's Beam from Blue Citron. Do enjoy your day and take good care. Cheers and bye-bye. Thanks.